This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from beautiful, sexy, steamy Studio City, California, this is The Knapsack Files. A bit of a return to the old show, the old way. I've been so distracted talking about geek stuff that I haven't sat down and just interviewed a good friend of mine or someone I admire or someone who I find inspirational, or in this case, Roxy Stryer. Oh, so I'm none of those things. You are all those things, my dear. Oh, good. I'm glad. Um, <laughs> so glad you can make it. You are uh, you are one of my favorites. I don't bring anyone I hate on this show. Is that true? I've thought about bringing it. Feeling a little honored. Yeah, maybe we should bring in someone you really hate. I've got a list. Okay. We won't do it now, but I've I've got a list. I'm glad I'm not on that list, at least. You're definitely not on that list. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, I can't be because of this whiskey that you gave yes. me. Oh, yes. By the way, to my listening audience, this is definitely one of the whiskey shows that I do, except for my ice is melted, so you won't hear the clinking ice. Um, I am, you are a whiskey fan, young lady, right? I'm a huge whiskey fan. That we have in common. So one of my, if not m- my favorite whiskey, I only have it for special occasions, and this is a special occasion because I promised it to you. I'm feeling really honored, especially because we've been having a conversation for the yeah. entire duration of the year that I've known you yeah. about you letting me try this, and I kind of started to think you were lying to me, just a little bit. I started to believe I was lying to you because I had had a bottle of this whiskey, which, by the way, is Red Breast Whiskey. It's a good Irish whiskey, and it's uh, something uh, my good friend Lou Santini introduced to me. He has one after every uh, stand-up show he does, mm. little tradition, and then I got hooked on it, and it, it, it's a little bit uh, top shelf. It's a little more expensive, so if you're on a budget, it might not be the thing. Buy one and save one, but I get a lot of them for my birthday or Christmas from employees or friends, so I had one, and when I originally was like, Roxy, you're going to come over and try this whiskey? Ah, damn it, it's gone. Well, I'm feeling really classy right now, and I think it was worth the wait, absolutely. And also, I wanted to acknowledge the fact that we have talked about this on air together. You yeah. just simply said red breast, and I've gotten a lot of tweets about what it means that Ken is giving me his red breast. Uh, so now, <laughs> now they're more aware of what exactly that entails. It's completely on the up and up. Sweet <laughs> audience. Um, yes, and it is. Uh, you enjoy it so far, right? Oh, it's delicious. Yeah, it, it is. is. It's a sweet thing. Another. Have you tried Teeling? Oh, is that our next podcast? That's our next podcast. Okay. Uh, Teeling whiskey is another one. I was at the Snake Pit on Melrose, and this bartender who looked like Large Marge from Pee Wee's Big Adventure was like, "Oh, you like Irish whiskeys? You got to try Teeling." And you trusted her. It's a lesson for me on judging people incorrectly because when I walked in, I was like, look at this large Marge. She's going to probably offer me some kind of beer. She was a sweetheart. She was just great information on whiskeys, and she's pulled this teeling out, and it's hard to find. You cannot judge a large Marge by their cover. 
That's a life lesson, Roxy yeah. Stryer. Mm-hmm. So, Roxy, uh, there's so much to dive in with you. Okay. I did meet you about a year ago. Yeah, we did. At After Buzz TV slash Schmozno slash Popcorn Talk slash whatever's going on over things. there. Um, I... I think my first real exposure with you was your attitude. and um, A little bit of an attitude problem, some would say. No, I think one night someone was talking in the popcorn room next to our studio. One of my interns went out and was like, hey, sorry, we're doing a show. And you were like, well, turn the light on. Yeah, yeah, I did. You know, I, I get very possessive over those studio spaces. I've worked there for a really long yeah. time. And you guys kind of came in, and all of a sudden yes. you were the big kids on campus. We were. I, I might have felt a little threatened. Uh, I think I a lot of people say. felt threatened, and that's a shame because I think we all we enjoy working with people. Oh, of course. But yeah, I got 20 years experience. I started talking on microphones also when I was three, so I feel a little ownership anytime I'm in a studio too. As you should. But you guys walked in, and I was making noise, and you guys stepped out and very kindly <laughs> asked me to be quiet, and I, I was a, a little bitchy back. So I was say. like, but you know what? I understand it. And I've grown to love that part of you. Um, in <laughs> fact, the rude part, the East Coaster in me. Well, in fact, to start the interview in depth here, I was telling. Uh, um, a friend of mine, I will leave his name out of it in case you want to beat him up. Uh, um, he's, I said, uh, I, I can't tomorrow night. I'm, I'm interviewing Roxy Stryer for the Knapsack Files. And he goes, Roxy Stryer. He goes, you know, she strikes me as that kind of typical Boston girl who'd punch me in the face. It's Is one that of the, true? It's absolutely a compliment, first of all. I just want to go out there oh, and say good, that. that's good, because I fear you might punch me in the face. Uh, well, that would be a compliment, too. If I'm going to punch you, it means I took the time to talk to you. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding, but honestly... Take me through it, you townie. I, uh, realistically, I've gotten to a couple fights in my life, but I don't think I'm somebody who would just punch somebody <laughs> in the face out of the blue. Uh, I, I've never started a fight. You never started a fight, but no. you finished them. Yeah, um, no, more more like they got finished in general. I'm, oh, really? I'm not I'm not by as tough prop, as I look. By the proper authorities? Yeah, my mom used to say to me, uh, I hope I can say this, she yes. used to say that I had retard strength. So I, I do try. Uh, it, <laughs> it's a stern it, thing it, where it, it came from. Yeah, yeah, you know, we're all, that term is, uh, though outdated might be, we all know what it means. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. you know, but I, I do want to get the name of this person, not so that I can punch him, but, you know, just give him a little hug and say, there's a, there's a softer side to Roxy that you he's, might not know. He's moving out to L.A. in a month. Okay. He's on the Schmozno staff, um, so he's a sweetheart, and uh, he's probably not terrified of you. Um, I'll just make a fist when he comes when near he comes me in. then. So talk to me. So start with Boston, which is not actually your starting place, and I know I'm saying Boston in general. You're going to tell me, no, I was up at the Newton, uh, up there in the Paxia, uh, you know. All right. First of all, I'm just really curious. Do yeah. I sound like that to you? I'm just yes. wondering. That's exactly. That's exa- that was my Roxy Stryer voice. Okay. All right. Now I'm starting to see all those comments that I get on things about how how irritating my voice can sound. Now I now I'm hearing it a little bit. Okay, so you don't have an irritating voice at all. It's like a it's like a 13 year old boy going through puberty, and so people who find my voice sexy, I, I question them. I no, question no. them a little There's bit. A certain genre of men, I may know a few in that genre who find that raspy, crackly female voice to be just undeniably attractive. Yeah, and and that's what I'm saying. If you are one of them, I I have to question your your motives there. And my, my, exactly my motives? Um, I don't I don't know anybody who's really into the the 13 year old boy sound. That's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> you know, to each wow. their own. You suggested own. that right off top. Yeah, I did. I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I appreciate that there are people out there yeah. like that because it bodes well for me. Sure. Uh, but again, I I don't know. It's it's real raspy. It's, it's not, not that kind of raspy. 
be like, oh, I just had a cigarette. It's like no. the, oh, maybe she has been smoking for 45 years, Raspy. Um, no, it isn't. Okay, it's, I'll take it. It's sassy. It's spunky. It's a, it's different. It's a little dangerous. You now trying I'm, to butter me up? I'm just buttering you up. Okay. I'm just fanning you like the queen that you are. You're hoping if you warm me up, then I'll spill all my secrets. Yes. I'll do it anyway. Absolutely. Um, okay, so. <laughs> so anyways, yeah. So where were you born? I was born at Cedar sinai which is in L.A., which is, is very strange. Jewish-American princess. Yeah, I am. I am a little bit of a Jewish-American princess. It's, it's weird because my dad was in the rock and roll industry, and mm. so he lived in uh Boston his whole life, but then he got to be at a certain place where he had to move out to L.A. So my older brother was born in Boston. My little sister was born in Boston. Right. But in the interim, I was born in Los Angeles. We lived out here for like three, four years. Do you, do you feel slighted by that? Uh, you know, growing up when I was in Boston, it made me different. I was all about being different. I, yeah. I would walk in school. I'm a native Angelino. You used um, to celebrate it, Yeah, right? yeah. I used to definitely. My friend Mike Beatrice did the same thing. Like born out here in Santa Monica, I believe. I, I, but then... Raised out there, and it was like, yeah, he did. And then he moved back here. And now that I'm here, I'm like, I'm a Bostonian. Right. But when I was there, I was a native Angelino. <laughs> uh, so I, I don't know. Something about always being from a different place, I, I yeah. always tried to stand out for better or worse. It was just kind of uh, who I was. That's a human trait. Yeah. It's why that people uh, make fun of me because I guess for the first few years of my life, I was a Yankees fan, which, uh, again, this oh. is this is going to come back and bite me in the butt. Oh, but I... I know I switched over to being a Red Sox fan, but my mom was from New York. and could have been so close, Roxy. Okay. You and I. I kicked it. I kicked it really no. early. Oh, if I had stayed, if I had stayed a Yankees fan. I'm a Yankees fan born and bred. Yeah, no. I'm I, a California Yankee. Do you know how hard it is to be a Yankees fan growing up in Boston? I can imagine you were thrown out of town. Yeah, yeah. Things were, oh, I had rubber on. bands tossed at me in school. I was bullied. I was bullied for my Yankees See, I would have stood up for you because Donnie Baseball, that's my guy. I don't know if you would have. I would have. I don't know. I also was, I was a very interesting little kid. I, I can imagine. I was definitely wider than I was tall um <laughs> yeah and I, I was interesting I had I had the bangs that went straight across mm-hmm. uh so anyway I moved back there when I was really young yeah. and then I grew up in Boston my whole life uh in Newton which everybody refers to as Jewton because yeah. it is it has like a 98 percent Jewish population yeah no I know another Jewish girl from him you do yeah name game uh it's a comedian friend of ours uh, named Daniel Stewart hmm. great girl Okay. Yeah. Remi- but funny enough. So she's part of the tribe. F- funny enough reminds me, we, we say you kind of, you, you have the same essence as her a little bit. Who's we? Schmoes. Oh. And, All of a sudden you're Stratton, we. Stratton too. Stratton kind of looks like her. Your friend Sarah Stratton. Okay, but Stratton. But you have the attitude and now it matters. Now now it's, now it's I get it. Oh, really? Same, it... same stomping grounds. You know, I didn't think so that I really why. had the attitude until I got out here and it was very clear that I had you an have attitude. Di- um, but let me, let me clarify. Uh, it just sounds like I'm kissing your ass, but. Oh, good. Kiss you, my ass. I like it. Yeah. You're, you're, you're well, take that sound drop. <laughs> um, it's not an attitude in a bad way. You, you, you're, you, you can stand up for yourself. But it's 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 different than you're not mousy. You're not, you know, just kind of sit in the corner, you know, let life come to you. You kind of go out and get it. And I want to find out where that comes from other than just geographical uh, upbringings. Um, so it's a good thing. And it's it's different in L.A. You're, you're also pretty honest, you know. Like I don't know you too well. This last year I've gotten to know you a lot better. But mm-hmm. I, I believe if you tell me something, it's probably 
right and true. Right. Well, I definitely, I'm I'm very honest. Uh, for better or worse, though, I I do stand up for myself. Sometimes too much. Pick your battles is not something that's ever really settled in with me. I'm right. not good at that. Um, I remember. I was always so small. I'm way smaller than I am now. I was always just a really little kid, and so I got picked on all the time. Right. And so Did I you would hit the gym. Oh yeah, it's a gym a lot. My dad, funny enough, is a bodybuilder. Really. And when you walk into my house and and Newton, the first thing you see is this massive massive picture of him sitting on top of his Mercedes G with his shirt off making these two big muscles and like with his um, do-rag on because that's just who he is. Uh, he wears a lot of fubu. Uh, it's con- it's kind of confusing. Does um, he wear some Zubas pants too? Oh, some of those 1992 striped zebra pants? You're getting it. You're now getting it. I honestly can I had a pair you. of Miami Dolphin Zubas pants. Are they still here? No, they're probably in my storage at my parents' house. Oh, we got to find them. I will. It's a Halloween jam. If I do, I'll wear them. Yeah, that's a, it's a so, good one. Uh, but anyway, so he did. He he had me take all those different classes, like how to. And I remember one time there was this bully when I was younger. His name was Ronald, and he was holding something above my head. We were in middle school, and he was saying, "Reach it, reach it." Yeah. I was jumping up, couldn't reach it, and so I. Punched him as hard as I could in the stomach, and I got suspended. Was that your first of two fights? Uh, no, no, I've I've had a couple more. Oh, so you're not counting a, a battery? You're not counting battery as fights? Oh no, no, that's not a fight on a child. That's not okay. a fight. No, I I I punched him. He started crying. He was this big, big dude. Like I'm talking <laughs> in middle school, he was maybe yeah. 200 pounds, and Oof. and I socked him in the stomach so hard he he hit the floor and started crying. And I was like, yeah, I'm 200 so excited. pounds of attitude and corn dogs. He really was. So I don't know. I think my whole life because yeah. I was small, I always had, tried to overcompensate for that, and sure. and I just started. I had a real authority issue too. I was always getting yeah, in trouble with my teachers and and the whatnot. Local, local law enforcement. Um, my dad, I, this is so much about my dad now at this point, but he actually, was, I think I want to interview your dad next. You should. He's a really cool dude. But so after, um, I talked about this a little on schmoes, but mm. my dad uh, was one of the big reasons for Aerosmith getting together. That was his right, band. Right, right, and right, then right. he was a concert promoter for like Guns N' Roses, ACDC, all those rock and roll yeah. bands. Then he was in real estate. And then when I was younger, he ran to be mayor of our city. So when, he ran, did he win? No, he did not win. But that's he fascinating. Lost, he lost by 2%. And. And oh, that's right there. It, it was really close, but when he was he run he ran for three years, and in that time period, my dad was like, "Listen, you are a liability at this point. Like you are, you're playing ding dong ditch, and you're throwing water balloons at people, and you're in the paper a lot for it." And what I'm, kid, you're ruining my campaign. I'm gonna ship you up to New York. No, he would never do that. But we, you don't understand. Newton was voted uh-huh. the number one, the number one safest city in America. And there's Roxy Stryer just bumping up those crime numbers. Right, so I wasn't even doing anything really bad. Did the police know you by name? Oh, well, because I was Michael's, son, Michael's daughter. So, yeah, of course they knew me. They all knew me. Uh, I feel like sometimes it made me get tickets, and sometimes it got me out of tickets, depending on what side of the fence they lay on. Like, they just were like, let's take you home. We're going to take you home. Yeah. Someone call Michael. Let, let him know his kid's coming well, home. Well, because also he grew up there. He lived there his whole life. Oh, wow. So the house that I lived in back home, my father born and raised in. So, you know, he's had that house now for almost 60 years like john adams down in quincy yeah um (laughs) what 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 was his campaign that he ran on because to me if it's nothing short of hey i gave you all aerosmith like 
there's a couple of things. Number one, he, my dad's never worn a suit in his life. So yeah. he was very rock and roll. You know, like I said, he's got his style. He's got his yeah. ears pierced, whatever it is. It worked for Jesse Ventura in Minnesota. His, his biggest, that's true. His biggest platforms were, number one, he, because this was relevant at the time, he was always talking about legalizing marijuana. He, okay. And that was something he's a big proponent of. And um, number two, we had a really big coyote problem. And, <laughs> and we did. We had a big coyote problem. <laughs> number Number three, he wanted to start the the public school system later. It, there was a lot of different things. He was he's brilliant. He's a brilliant guy. I'm, I'm not laughing that he isn't. I'm li- I'm I want to hear the first first debate. Uh, candidate number one. What are you going to do about them coyotes? Exactly. And honestly, you're making a joke of it, but there was a big cartoon in the paper of him being the coyote killer, and well, it like when, went through. When you describe, <laughs> I could I don't know Newton, but I I thought it'd be like a. Suburb. It's, it's a suburb of Boston. So it is. It is a suburb of Boston, but it's a city. So it is a city with a mayor. And it's a township, or it's a city, or whatever you got over there in the weird East Coast. Yeah, okay. So it's not a suburb like an hour away. My where I live, my house is five minutes from the middle of Boston. So we're very, very see, close. Th- so that's why I'm having trouble wrapping around a, my head around the a coyote, coyote problem. It was weird, and and there was this little girl who. I, Almost got eaten to death and all That's this my, stuff. That was going to be my next question. Yeah, there was probably like, a coyote problem. These coyotes just sitting on the corner flipping quarters going, what you doing in my neighborhood? We, yeah, and a lot of cats went missing. It was Everybody was up in arms. You got all these rich white Jewish people, and they were pissed about their cats going. A lot of cats went missing. <laughs> it's true. It's Sorry. true. Uh, so oh, anyway, he, yeah. it, was, it was interesting. He, yeah. he was an interesting guy, but he did teach me to stand up for myself, so I think that a lot Good. of my ballsiness came from him. And my mom was just as frickin' ballsy. She right. uh, she uh, grew up in New York and then New Jersey, and she was a little spitfire. I can um, imagine. And, yeah, she, she turned me into a tough cookie. Right. Definitely right. a tough cookie. But just the two most supporting, loving parents of all time, I there's yeah. not one complaint I could make about, about them. About your childhood. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely different. All of my other friends' parents were lawyers or in, and your dad discovered or, Aerosmith, or yeah. was part of that. Yeah, exactly. Seriously, when's he coming out to LA? I think I want to interview him too. He's here in two weeks. Oh man, I might have to clear some bring studio him in. space. Yeah, he's oh, working man. on some shows right now, and he's really? doing some entertainment industry That's stuff. Fascinating. Yeah, we'll get I him. I love in. rock history stuff. I love it. So does he. We I talked at it. six a.m. this morning. Uh, we were both still awake. It was three for us, six for him. About Kurt Cobain. I just watched the documentary. Uh, haven't had a chance yet. Oh, yeah. gotta yeah. watch it. Yeah. Ooh, strange. Interesting. Yeah, he well, he was strange and interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't. I wasn't a huge Nirvana fan back then, but uh, well, you've got an interesting taste in music. We we talked about it the other day uh-huh. a little bit. I can't quite figure out what you like and what you don't. What, what, okay, take a guess. Well, because some rock and roll you seemed into, and then there was some softer music that I was a little confused <laughs> by. <laughs> For close friends of mine who are listening are probably like softer music. You mean his sad bastard music? Yeah. I am known for liking depressive, sad, acoustic-based music, often sung by women at one point, though lately it's become middle-aged former rock stars who now are just having their twilight years played on guitars. Is this like Alanis Morissette or R.E.M.? What are we... I don't like R.E.M. I, okay. don't, I don't dislike R.E.M. I just I never took to them. I like mostly British bands. Um, I was, my first week 
of my radio career was Alanis Morissette's first week of her rock career. Oh, that, cool. that, that single was released that week. I don't know why she's the one who popped in my mind. That's funny you do. No, I, so I am a fan of Alanis because of just the connection. Also, I think I mentioned some other shows, she was my favorite cast member of You Can't Do That on Television. I had a crush on her when I was 11. Mm. She disappears. She becomes a Canadian pop star. I show up to do radio. I was an intern, and the guy's like, pulling like can you give me that cd from alanis morissette i'm like that name sounds familiar holy crap so i it's odd you mentioned that so i'm connected to that um, i could just feel the vibe i could see yeah. and sense alanis, alanis, on you right alanis. Now. yeah uh <laughs> so i would never do that in a theater because i don't watch movies um but oh my god um so i like but i like beatles are my all-time favorite band u2's one, i've never heard of them uh, oh, they were a cheeky Fab Four uh, British band. Oh, hmm. uh, they later uh, formed. Uh, one of them formed Wings. Just um, never really made it. Is that what <laughs> yeah, happened? they tried. Oh, they tried. They tried a mock show in Germany, and it kind of didn't work out for them. Uh, then you two. Um, They're here right now. I know. You know what's funny? Never seen them live. I saw them at the Rose Bowl. I wish we knew each other. Then I would have taken you. You don't invite me to these things, even if you you sense that I liked Alanis. You didn't sense that this guy you never met liked you too. Next time Alanis is in town, I'm taking you. No, period. It's a deal. <laughs> okay. Um, you you two, bring the whiskey. I'll you, bring the Alanis. Big deal of done and done, and I mean done. Um, anyways, yeah. I mean, I've done a couple on the on the Snapstack Files. My friend Jay Aaron and I have done a couple music episodes. You're, you're more than welcome to listen to those three hours of two uh, middle aged white guys talking about the music they like. Cool. Uh, but by mid '90s, I was a big, big. Uh, British rock guy, um, Britpop, and all that stuff. So Oasis is one of my absolute all-time favorite bands. I fan bands. I will fight people over o- Oasis. I skipped my eighth grade graduation mm-hmm. to go see Oasis. Give me your hand right now. Oh, we're holding hands. It's no. so nice. This is this is the time where I ask you to marry me. Oh you my gosh. kidding? You kidding? You did? You got to get down on one knee. No, it's got to be romantic. No, you do. Oh. This is a gender equality oh, time. That's true. Um, yeah, I, I did. skipped school I did. in eighth grade. I did my graduation. Graduate? That's huge. I, it was huge at the time. Oasis play where? Um, I saw them at, it was called Comcast at the time and it was Tweeter. So outdoor in, um, close to Boston outside. It was gorgeous. It was summertime. Um, I went with my best friend at the time, Clara. We both skipped. What year is this? Eighth grade. Oh, um, you're gonna make me feel really old. Yeah. You you give the year, but I'm going to take it anyway. Oh, it would have been 2004. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. So. I think that it was, was eighth like grade, though. Yeah. So then you went to high school, and you graduated high school in 2008? 2009. 2009. 2009. Yeah, I'm a little baby. Oh, don't say that. Okay, don't say that when, you, when you first, before yeah. you knew how old I was, when mm-hmm. I, you did have some interaction with me, because mm-hmm. I get all different things. How old were you thinking I was? 20, 27. Okay. Sometimes I get like 16, and sometimes I get like 35. I'm, I'm across well, the board. Well, when you're stamping your foot going, well, turn the light on, a-hole schmoes, 16. But mm, um, Totally. What, how's, what's the highest you said? 40? 35. 35? I, sometimes I get like 35 um, from people. No, you know, I, I thought I thought you were a little older than you were, okay. just because you, it's your presence. Um, I just really have that amazing presence about me that makes me wise beyond my years. That's what you're sensing. I didn't say wise beyond your years. Oh. I just said you seem to be in control. That's so, what I meant by presence. You have a presence. So when I look at you, I see Alana. So when you look at me, you see somebody very, <laughs> very presence-like. <laughs> yes. Yes. So elegant. I mean, in a compliment, obviously. Uh, I only kiss my guest's ass in these episodes. Oh, thank um, you. Um, yeah. No. No. Uh, but but you are what twenty three? Yeah, I'm twenty three. My birthday is in July. Wow. Send me gifts. I'll send you like some whiskey. Gifts. I'll, I'll send you some tea. Lane. That's the only thing I want. Um, you don't have to send it to me. We can go out and get it. Okay. We live in the same place. Kind of. 
I've been to your place, though. You have. Of, I've been to your place. A lot of red Solo cups. Yeah, you were real. Honestly, so tonight I brought you cookies. Yeah, and oh, where are those cookies? They're in a, a Ziploc bag, but I wanted okay. to put them in a red Solo cup and say, because I, uh, I know how much you love this. Yeah. But then I figured, oh my gosh, he legitimately might not eat them if I put in the red no, solo cup. No, that's not true. You're that anti red solo cup. I am. I am. I am. I am. I take a stand against red solo cups after a certain age. You are still in the age group. I don't fault you for it. I when I came that... to that party at your house, I, I was expecting red solo cups, and I got red solo cups, and it almost made me happy in a weird way. All right, but I think that when I'm 70 years old, I'm going to be using red no, solo no, cups. Nope. Because when I was your age, when I moved, to, I moved to LA at 22. This is 22, 23, 24. I didn't have silverware. I just go ply, buy bags of plastic silverware at the at the grocery store, and I had plastic cups and all that kind of stuff. And then at some point, you're like, nuts to that, and what are you drinking whiskey out of right now? An actual tumbler. That's what you've got. Well, the only reason I have any of these mm-hmm. is because every time I go somewhere, this is – I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for this right now or something. I'm just going to do it. Mm-hmm. I go into bars, and I always leave with my drink. If I'm not finished with it, I take it with me. And then I, I don't know if something is truly wrong, wrong with me. Wrong I take it out. I put it in my pants and I walk out. What? I know. It's weird. I walk out with it in my pants. And that's, I usually wear, honest to gosh, I wear uh, bigger flowing shirts sometimes uh-huh. out because I'll, oh, I no. know that I can put them in my pants and walk uh-huh. out with it because then I'm going to the next bar. And in, in, I hate not drinking. I hate the pause in the drinking. So I'm like, all right, let me get a drink to go. But they don't do that here. It's not New Orleans. So mm-hmm. I got to take my cup with me. It's not Vegas. And, yeah, it's not Vegas. So, when, you know. When did this kleptomania start? Um, I'm going to go with When like, you were upping the crime stats in Newton? Yeah, yeah. That's the only time. I'm, I, I, I get as a kid you. you're not stealing alcohol, but it's, you were stealing no. erasers from friends' desks or something like that. No, I was never doing that. Absolutely not. Um, mm. But I never from anybody I ever knew I would I ever steal something. Something about being at a bar and knowing that they're not going to miss one cup. I, I, I've been going to a bar since I was really young, though. So I, I would imagine it's another Newton trait. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I used this person person's thing and that right. person's thing and right. i had no always so maybe when i was 16 i started taking the cups from bars and i would come home but when you're 16 i was still living with my parents and i come home with these new glasses and they're like roxy what the hell where are you getting all these glasses i'm like i don't know i found this one on the street and they were like all right you obviously took it from the bar that you reek from <laughs> your dad was like if he hung out with aerosmith he was like this is tame oh my gosh i got away with so much listen my older brother didn't drink didn't smoke a day in his life ever i came around and i was like wild child for them they were confused mm-hmm. what the hell just happened mm-hmm. who is this girl um Obviously, my dad and mom had both seen way more intense. They were together through the whole Aerosmith thing, so she yeah. was around the rock and roll industry. And The Glimmer Twins, yeah. Yeah, so compared to him, my brother, I was like crazy, no, but compared sorry, to what they had seen. Glimmer Twins. Wait, what? I was going to say, what? Sorry, are... Glimmer Twins was uh, Mick and Keith. Oh. What did they call? They called uh, they called uh, Joe Perry and, and Stephen Tyler, Tyler another something? name. I don't know. I'll have to ask. It was a Should play on the him? Glimmer Twins. I'll okay. look it up later. Joe Perry, he was my dad's best friend for years and years. Yeah, that's anyway. my dad um, uh, put together a Joe Perry experience. So it was called mm-hmm, Joe, mm-hmm, and yeah. that, that was at my dad had this country club called Glen Ellen. And after Joe Perry split from being with Steven Tyler, and they're all on drugs and yeah, China, whatever, yeah, um, he started 
rehearsing and practicing at the country club because they didn't want to know anybody was working yeah. on things because they didn't know if it would work out. And that's when Steven Tyler came back in. Uh, anyway. When's your dad coming out? It's a little... <laughs> so much more interesting than I am. No, that's not... You are fascinating me. Because uh-huh. here you are at 16 years old. Yeah. And I imagine you have those those dimples even then so you yeah. could turn on the like, ding, 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 me, me. Was... And you're stealing glasses of whiskey out of a bar. I got to tell you, I was way cooler when I was younger because I just didn't give an F about anything. You still kind of don't care. Now I care about people a lot more. Oh, you've grown up. Yeah. You grows up and you grows up and you grows up. Right. Then I just, I don't know. I was very narrow-minded and I was like, all right, I'm going to be very successful Mm -hmm. and this is what I'm doing and Mm -hmm. screw everybody else and I'm going to have fun. I'm going to crush the people. I'm going to crush skulls underneath my feet as I rise to the top. Exactly. Exactly. When you play the Game of Thrones, either you win or you die. Uh, You get it. Mm-hmm. You clearly get I it. I get you. I love that show. I love it too. Um, <laughs> Just a moment. Let's for not that. talk no, about my no, love of Cersei Lander, yeah. Lannister. Um, so, <laughs> so that's what that's what I was doing then, and then I moved out here when I was uh, seventeen. And okay, why? Uh, okay, so I was in I was at in high school. Mm-hmm. I dropped out my junior year of high school. And I started working at the children's hospital. Okay. And I was going through so much. I was, I, my mom was really ill and mm-hmm. I was, I was having like a, a midlife crisis at the time. Sure. Like I'm not doing anything important with my life. I should be helping people. I don't know. And this is when everything started to change and I started to be less of a shitty person and more okay. of like a legitimate human being. You didn't stop stealing glasses from bars. No, but never. you changed other areas of Absolutely. Your life. I'm never going to stop with the glasses again. I'm going to be 80 years old. I'm just going to have my solo cups next to my bar glasses. Glasses. I'm patting you down before you leave my apartment, by the way. This, I told you, never for my friends. Something about... Uh, oh, I'm a friend. Good. All right, and I'm in a tight skirt. You would know. You would and know. And how. <laughs> so I moved out here because... So after that, that year, when I dropped out, my senior year, I was like, holy crap, I have to go back to school. I've got to graduate. Mm-hmm. I, I want to... I had always wanted to go to USC. And okay. I wanted to audition into their program, which I had been following forever, and I loved them. Acting or... Acting, okay. acting, and I also wanted to study film, so I wanted okay. to uh, look into both of it. And I had been taking acting classes since I was uh, three years old, when I was Little Red Riding Hood and Little Red Riding Hood, and then The Bowl of Mush and Goodnight Moon. Those Pictures, my, please. Mm-hmm, those are my two shining roles in Newton. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so then I was like, "All right, senior year, holy crap, I really need to get on this." So I went back to school, and I. All of a sudden, I didn't take chemistry. I never took any of those classes you needed to graduate. Yeah. But they kind of dealt with me, and I, I had a really great school. Oh, you were Michael's kid. Yeah, I was Michael's kid. I, I went to public school. It's not like I went to private school where okay. they made exceptions for things. Yeah. Uh, they just, I don't know, I, I made a good case for it. And then when I was applying to school, I auditioned in. So they didn't care that I didn't take chemistry. They didn't care that I had been in three years of high school. They just wanted to see me audition. So I auditioned across the country. Gotcha. I got into USC. It was my first choice. I went. Look at you. So I moved to LA. Little go-getter you. Yeah, I I, um, I I did audition there, but I also sent them a letter. <laughs> that said, hey, to, accept me, to, you douchebags, yeah, or I'm going to come out there and punch you in the gut. It's not what it said. Uh, there was two different um, extreme letters. The first one said, listen, I'm going to Shawshank Redemption, you guys, and if you don't accept me, I'm just going to send you something every single day until you do. The second one said that I was going to Van Gogh them and that my ear would be in the mail shortly. LOL, LOL, JK, Illy. I think that's how I signed it. Not wow. actually. <laughs> and someone in the legal department said, we can't be liable for what this girl's going to do. 
admit her into school. Those are real letters I sent. Um, and by the time I got my acceptance, mm-hmm. there was a letter alongside saying that I had been accepted based on my audition, mm-hmm. not based on any of my other <laughs> things that I had sent in. I went a little overboard, as I always have my entire life. Sure. If I want something... Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Including drink cups. Do as yeah. much as I can to get it. Mm-hmm. So then I moved out here, and yeah. uh, oh my gosh, it was weird. It was really weird. At, se- at 17. Yeah, so I was 17, um, about to be 18. It was the summer, okay. and my birthday's in July, and I just got out here. 2009. 2009. Get out of here. And why, what's a get out of there? You're making me feel old. No, don't feel old. I told you, I'm a little baby. I'm a little baby. Uh, okay. <laughs> I moved out here, and. Um, oh, this is so weird. I, I want to interview you. I'll, I'll have to do that next. Mm-hmm. I moved out here, and I then started realizing, holy crap, I'm so East Coast. Like, I, yeah, yeah. I'm dealing with all of these people in Los Angeles, and I never knew how different it was. I just felt like they, they were so different. It was I had to completely reconstruct everything. It, is, it, is it really that palpable? Yeah, it really. it really was, because I was... Everything I said to people was taken not the way that I intended it to. I've always been – I've never been east of Johnson City, Tennessee. I know. You told me that the other day, and I am putting you in my suitcase. Thank you. But I won't fit, but I am hitting the gym. Um, I got a pretty big suitcase. Okay. Um, a lot of people have told me that I'm, I'm – um, I'd, I'd be a lot happier in New York. I think you do have an East Coast vibe about you, especially because I don't have to think about everything I say to you before I say it. Um, which <laughs> that, I do mean that as a compliment. kind of makes my heart flutter. I, I, this is a vast generalization. Not everybody here. Of, my, of me? Yeah. No, no, no. Not of you, of, of people but, in Los Angeles. But I, I was offending everyone. Were you? Which is not a legitimate thing to do. I felt bad. I was offending. I was pissing people off left and right. Just just humor or, yeah. or style. I mean, I know I get New York people. Uh, you know, my good friend Christian Harloff is from New York, and he's, he's a little uh, high energy and abrasive and, set, and aggressive. Abr- abrasive and aggressive. But, I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about me. No, no, no. But I say that about him in a, in, in a good way because that's why he's gotten a lot of what he has received. Is, is he's fought for it. He's, he gets it. He goes right. out and grabs it. And and West Coast people don't seem to have that as much. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Absolutely that. But if you think about, I was 18. I'm in the freshman dorms. I've got these L.A. girls coming USC. into my room being like, USC, really, really interesting type. Are you going to the type. football game tonight? I've got these girls coming into my room being like, do you like my outfit? I'd be like, no, that is freaking hideous. Absolutely Josh, Josh, changed. John Josh David Booty or whatever his name's going to recognize me at the game. That's kind of what it was like. No, it wasn't all like that. But I would say things that would make people upset. They just wanted me to say, yeah, you look great, not – no, that oh my god, that's a horrible looking thing. And you thought you were trying to help them. I really, I really was, but I was incredibly offensive. And gotcha. I so I have had to put myself in check a little bit since I've been here. Uh, now I have friends that come from all over the place, but yeah. it, it did it did change me a lot. And I don't know. I also it was still weird when I was in college because I was. I considered myself a commuter student because I was back and forth between Boston and L.A. every single week almost. Really? Just yeah. Just because of, of the family stuff? Yeah, yeah, of course, because my mom was ill, and it was the only way that I could justify to myself being sure. out here. I sure. mean, she really wanted me to, but I, I couldn't just not go home for yeah. months at a time. So I was back and forth, and my mom was all over the place. Yeah. Uh, but, I, I mean, it was amazing. Los Angeles is amazing, and I, I really have a hard time with people who say that it isn't because there's just so many opportunities I like here. to hear people say that because I love living here. I love um, living here. I always thought I'd go to New York. Uh, I also thought I'd be the weekend update anchor on Saturday Night Live, but um, a lot of people... Still can. Still will. Uh, uh, maybe. Uh, Colin Jost is like 20. Um, yeah, so 
I always thought I'd be be there. And I got to LA and I love it here. Yeah, I'm close to my family and that, that stuff matters as you get older more and, and all that kind it of It always matters. It didn't so much to me. Uh but I don't mean that in a bad way, like it did. It's just you start to for me I appreciate it more now. Um And you realize it more. You realize it more now. Um so yeah, but uh, not just the weather, because I'm a rainy, cloudy guy. Like that's my sunshine. Like I get happy when right. it rains, to quote Charlie Manson from Garbage, but uh, another one of my favorite bands from nineteen ninety five. Um so <laughs> I lost the desire to go to New York. You know, I love New York, and I, I go there frequently, and yeah. you absolutely should. Yeah, oh, definitely. It's crazy that I haven't right. just popped over there. But that being said, I I think that there is such an unbelievable thing about Los Angeles that what? isn't recognized yeah. by people as frequently. What is it? Let's get into it. I want to figure that out. This is a great perspective. This is, there's a couple different things about it. Number one, I... The, um, there's always something going on. I don't mean party-wise. I yeah. mean career-wise or something. Like mm-hmm. The people who are out here have moved here from all over the world mm-hmm. to succeed. Mm-hmm. So many of the people here. Some so, shouldn't, but yes. Yeah, that, that's true. But there's something about that mentality where it's like just one more step up. People move to New York too, absolutely. And this is no knock on New York because, by the way, as I said, I absolutely love it there. Sure. They're it's just a- different. They're different. I also – and I think this this is an underrated aspect. Yes, people mention it and they kind of laugh it off. But I can be outside here all year round and I can do creative things outside. When, yeah. I, when it is seven – feet of snow outside blizzarding and you literally you can't get to work how are you going to go film anything Mm -hmm, how are mm -hmm. you going to do what you want to do how are you going to even motivate yourself to go to the bar to meet up with a friend like i just shut down for three months a year when i'm back east i just do and i put on 10 pounds and i'm really happy with it and i eat all my ice cream i drink all my whiskey and anybody who wants to come see me can see me in my father's basement like that is just (laughs) the way it goes yeah one of my best friends dave gearhart uh animator uh works over nickelodeon now and um he in 2006 had to go to boston to do for work Worked yeah. at a company called Soup to Nuts, I believe. Hmm. And he'd send me pictures. It was like the MySpace days. And his car, like, there's my car. That white mound? You can't even see anything underneath yeah. it. It's ridiculous. It's getting worse, too. I, and I grew up in Pismo Beach. It was foggy in the morning, 72 in the afternoon, right. every day, except right. for December. But there's a lot of value to that that isn't being recognized even because I – if you can't No, I love it. I love it. Right. So there's there's a lot of different things I like about it here. And I, mm. I again, I just like people's mentality. I, I, I love it. I love it. My grandparents live out here too. Not everybody else has that, but it's really helpful oh, okay. for me. Oh, okay. I go see them like four or five times a week. Um, Get it. Really? Yeah. You're a busy young lady to find, so that you find the time. Yeah. Even if I stop I hope in for 20 minutes. my grandparents aren't listening because I go twice a year so and they live in Anaheim. My grandparents are my closest friends in the entire world. They're my mom's parents and they lived out here. So when I was born out here, we obviously did everything with them. And then when I grew up in Boston, we flew out here two to three times a year to see them. So okay. we've always been really close and they come back two to three times a year to see us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then recently... My grandparents, they're both almost 90, and mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. at this point, they still live in their house. They're still driving. They, it's un, it's my, unbelievable. My grandparents are like that, too. 91, old Russians. It's unbelievable. Totally by themselves. And I st- num- so, yes, I like to go there to check in because they are whatever, but also I just love them, and I love hanging out with them. They have great perspective, and sometimes you can drive yourself a little insane being out here and hanging yeah. out with the same group of people and talking about the same things. When I go with them, it's it's like – 
Mm-hmm. I can't the gold at the end of the rainbow. They're gotcha. they're amazing. They're amazing, and they cook me dinner, and they're the best ever. So anyway, that's been yeah. helpful for me in Los Angeles because it, it's it's been really what uh, what what are you as a young person? And I know I'm not that old. I joke, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm still. Young, I still got time. But as 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 a younger person, uh, what what do you define success, and what are you looking for out here? What are you working so? Because you work really hard. You're always over at AfterBuzz, and you, and you you help run the place, and and it's a and it's a elbow grease type of place where you you know it's not a lot of money, but a lot of work and and, re, and rewards from that. I do um, I do a lot of taking out the trash. Yeah, I've seen your periscopes. <laughs> um, Oh, I hope good. we periscope together later. Maybe. Yeah, why yeah. we should have done that we pre and post. Yeah. Um, so, um, so what? What, what, what are my aspirations? Define, yeah, what are your aspirations? But what? Do you, but more importantly, too, for me, what do you define as success? What are you looking for out here? So I love to work. I yeah. when I'm not working, you're always there. Yeah, I, I am there a lot. I also do a lot of different freelance projects. Um, so I try to work. Trash taking out. <laughs> I, I freelance take out the trash for many people because I got a bag waiting. So. Uh, I absolutely – I will clean your toilets. I will take out your trash. Again, until I'm 80, with my solo cups and my bar cups will be me taking out the trash. I don't care. Keep I'll your, do, solo, I'll do keep anything. your solo cups out of my apartment. But, <laughs> but, I, but I can still come clean your toilets. Absolutely. Oh, thanks. It's you so sweet. Uh, you know, it, it's interesting because when I – what I just told you when I was younger, I was taking every single acting class that was available to me in Newton, and which gotcha. I'm not saying that's a lot, but I was still taking class maybe – I don't know seven times a week. And, and to get, get into USC on audition, you got to you got to be pretty good at acting. Then um, I would like to consider myself relatively talented. M- more <laughs> more so than that, I have a lot of life experience for somebody my age. So I think that yeah. that reads. You've been through some stuff. Uh, I've been through some stuff, and I and for better or worse, it has improved my abilities to perform. Um, okay. On stage and in film, I don't know why now when I hear perform, I think people are talking about sex. That was just a weird little get your mind out of the sorry. gutter. Yeah, it was, it was in the gutter for a second, but now I'm dirty, out. raspy voiced girl. It was because we were talking about cleaning Stealing. the toilets and taking out the trash, and then the gutters just came in. So you associate trash, toilets, mm, sex. Okay, just digging the grave. This is like a digging become a Rorschach grave. test. Anyway, um, so I always wanted to be an actress, and I from the time I was little, I never thought about. About my mm. wedding dress. I never thought about having kids. I never mm-hmm. thought about being married. I never thought mm. about having a family or a picket fence or anything. Okay. I thought about my what speech I would give the Oscars. And right. that's all I ever dreamed of my whole life. And so I worked my butt off and I moved out here and I was like, I'm an actress, I'm an actress, I'm an actress. And then I was in the uh, drama school, in the acting school at mm-hmm. USC. And I was like, ooh, I love film. Mm-hmm. Let me let me see what I can do. And so I worked my way into the film school there. Okay. And I learned behind the scenes stuff. And I started producing some stuff. And I started to write. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. This is very overwhelming because I love this industry. I just love As it. As a whole. As a whole, I love it. And I like to think my of myself as somewhat intelligent and i think that a, you, you are but yes I, it's a funny statement i like yeah. to think myself i is kind of smart um, some days i can be a little smart i can so. read the good words <laughs> so i i say that because there are a lot of 
actors out here who are just that yeah. and they are going on auditions and their fate completely depends on somebody on another side of the table mm-hmm. and i decided when i started writing and producing and whatnot well i don't want that i was going yeah. on a lot of auditions and i was at usc and i was still full-time working at after buzz all through college so it was right. like i was just really really busy and when i was going on these auditions for I'm I'm not trying to be mean or insulting to people's work, but I'm about to be mean and insulting. Do they it. were they were crap. Gotcha. Like I am reading sides that are. I, it looked like a third grader wiped their I, ass with them. My, one of my first side gigs in L.A. was I did a, a little bit of script reading for a small production company. Right. And I I, I started as a screenwriter. I still consider myself a, a writer deep down buried in there, but I kind of stopped. But um, there's some horrible scripts out there. Who have major agents behind them, major agencies behind them. Yes. It's amazing to me. It was it's baffling. Yeah. And when I first got out here, I was like, Oh, I guess this is just the game. And then I right. was like, No, think about the way that you got into USC. Mm-hmm. That's your game, Roxy. That's what you, you threatened do. them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for these people auditioning me, I should send them my ear, is the point of the story. <laughs> uh no. What I'm saying is there isn't one way up the ladder. And I was trying to play into somebody else's game that yeah. I didn't want to be playing anymore i wanted to be creating my own work and have a little more control over it so then when i graduated from usc and i decided to i was working at the time as a host at after buzz but then i decided to work as a producer there they asked me to come on um and and work behind the scenes and i did um and so that kind of became a uh, took on a mind of its own i never really knew what that was going to mean me being a producer there and what i was going to do it means take it out the trash yeah sometimes it does and you know what so be it i don't mm-hmm. care i'll get my hands dirty any day i would literally and i i don't know if you guys know after buzz at all but uh, executive producers uh, kevin and undergar mm-hmm. marie menounos i would do anything for them they have mm-hmm. Changed my life, changed my career, saved me. Like mm-hmm. I, I can't even explain to you the things they've done for me, for my family. Bailed you out of jail. <laughs> Only once or twice. Um, funny enough, I've never been arrested. I really mean that. I, it's, it's surprising. The I, fact that you have to clarify that <laughs> tells me a little bit about yeah, your past. That's true. People ask me all the time. Yeah. Uh, so I just thought I would, I would put that out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And whether you believe me or not, that's your choice. Uh, <laughs> so you know, I would do anything for them. So if sure. it is taking out the trash, absolutely. But I also, I also do a lot of serious work for them and they trust me and I trust them and it's been mm-hmm. amazing to work there but they are incredibly supportive of the fact that I like to perform and mm-hmm. they let me go on any audition I want and I still am auditioning but more importantly I'm creating content mm-hmm. so I'm writing mm-hmm. and I'm directing so what I want to do mm-hmm. uh, what my my dream would be is to yeah. be constantly working mm-hmm. and also making a living I don't really care what the rest entails yeah like, yeah you you even though you have a lot of followers on Periscope because um, you're always on it. Um, and I watch most of them, um, especially the ones that my phone goes off at 1 a.m. And I go, damn it, I forgot to turn off Periscope. Oh, Bedtime with Roxy. Roxy's talking. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I do that. You're I like my that. 2 a.m. alarm clock. Oh, uh, you're welcome. Uh, yeah, not really. i got to remember to turn that phone off. But I watch. I Usually watch. after a couple of whiskeys, though, I'm a little entertaining, I'd like to think. Oh, no, I watch. I watch. Mm-hmm. I watch all the guys hit on you in the chat rooms on there. Sometimes. It's sometimes awesome. they, uh, going back to, going full circle here about my voice, sometimes they really dig in at me. They're fools. They're fools. Um, Tell you fools. But yeah, you, the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, 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 I only, this is weird. I, I get along with just about everyone, but I only really kind of find myself like, like, 
pulling people into not just being on a podcast, but you're someone that I when I see I'm generally happy and and, and supportive and want to talk to you and, and and like having you around. When I see you there, it's like oh cool, Roxy's here. Except for one time. What, what time was that? I don't. I just always I jump on you. I give you the biggest hug. I give. By the way, I give you a bigger hug than I give anybody else. Oh, thank you, darling. And there one, was probably one day I was suicidal. And one day, no, you were just you were just being a grumpy puss. I, that's usually when I'm suicidal. No, you just looked at me and you said, "I don't want to hug right now," and I I cried. You're gonna make me cry. Yeah, in the bathroom. I guess I understand. I'll yeah. I'll, I'll be more supportive. I am trying to have a better attitude because um, I've discovered that, and it's been pointed out. When I show up grumpy and suicidal to Shmos, no, we usually have not as good shows as we could. So I'm trying to change my attitude. Of course, uh, but that's a different podcast. But I'm in a much better place than I was uh, two weeks ago. Um, but um, so you were saying that my one of my biggest things I do uh, have a lot of respect for you if I want to and, and you said it yourself and I was going to try to get out of you is you you do work really, really hard. You're always there, not just hosting shows. I know you do a lot of other things. You're kind of a backbone employee there as a boss myself who manages 40 employees. I look at like I have a core of like five backbone employees who I, I really rely on because I, I trust them. And you're, you seem to be one of those people and that had to come that had to be ingrained in you from an early age and also something that was of you so that's a good you say there's different path paths to success there is technically but the only path is working hard absolutely i completely agree with that because otherwise even if you make it up the top you're going to fall really quickly um uh, something that I've always been, despite my glass taking abilities, yeah. is trustworthy. I I I don't lie. I don't right. I don't like it, and I don't I don't want Except to. Except you lie to Ooh. the bartenders when you steal their glasses. No, no. If they were to ask me, I would be very straightforward with them. I'm going to take <laughs> this, just so you know. You can tell me not to, but I'm still going to do with it. With those dimples, they wouldn't stop you. Uh, it's happened before. Yeah. Uh, it happened at the Abbey one time to me. I've been at the Abbey. Yeah, I was walking out with a glass, and somebody said to me, are you walking out with a glass? And I said, yes, I am. Okay. And he said, Okay. And that was the whole. I would imagine at the Abbey that would fly. Yeah, it just kind of did, and I was like, "Wow!" And around the corner from there, the mother loads some of the best karaoke I've ever seen. Do you do karaoke? I don't. I cannot picture you doing karaoke. Uh, but, you're oh correct. My God. How I don't, many? But I like watching it. How many of these would I have to make you drink in order to get you to do karaoke? No amount. Six. Six. Done. Done. Yeah. Six. I, I'm, oh my god! After f- three whiskeys, uh, a drunk can comes out after about two. But three, I'm really forward and flirty when I'm not in regular life. Four, I get sullen. Five, I get um, loud, and and six, I get lecherous, and that's when I probably start singing. Is that an exact science? There's been a lot of times where I've had it charted. I feel like mine's always dependent on the day. It's like if I, I don't know, I could have five glasses of whiskey one day, be totally fine and fun, and then I could have five the next day and be like, "Oh, you there's, guys." There's some. There's, I mean, obviously, depending on what you eat. Like today, I didn't eat much, so you know, who knows? But is that because you've been hitting the gym? You're looking good. You're looking really good. Fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> looking like Triple H. I'm trying to. Um, <laughs> I met him. I I love. That never mind. Uh, separate wrestling podcast. I have a whole podcast network of wrestling. Just now, shows. we've developed like six more podcasts that we need to talk we have, about. Yeah. We have. We should form the Roxy and Ken Network, where we just talk about stealing glasses and Triple H. Brilliance was just made. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, sometimes it isn't. Uh, but uh, the nice thing about me is I know now I'm not an angry drunk. Mm. I was worried because I didn't drink till I was 26 and didn't really really start drinking. Not a sip. 
not no, not a sip, not a sip of alcohol like till I was twenty six, and not a uh, not a sip, uh, no sex till twenty eight. So um, all that. Do you think those two things correlated? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, but um, my my point being, what was my point? My point is, I like whiskey, um, karaoke whiskey. Kar- but, oh, I'm glad I learned that I'm not an angry drunk because I was always worried because John Lennon was an angry drunk, mm. and uh, I grew up such. A Beatles fan and studied every day of their existence. I studied to a point, including uh, the Lost Weekend in '74 with Lennon, and I was always worried that uh, I'd meet my version of Harry Nilsson and get drunk and thrown out of the troubadour because I was an angry drunk. Um, and that's not the case. I, I get really, my personality comes out when I'm I'm drinking. For me, it, sometimes I'm a really angry person, and if I am, then I'm an angry drunk. I think the kid you punched in fifth grade would agree. Uh, first of all, it was sixth grade. Whatever. Excuse me, middle school. Mm-hmm. And second of all, honestly, I sent an apology to Ronald a couple of years ago. <laughs> Did you? I'm sorry that Where's I Where's Ronald you. now? Is Ronald listening to this right now? Uh, Ronald, are you listening to this? Is- if Ronald, if you're listening, tweet me at CatNapsock and tell me what you really think of Roxy Stryer. Yeah, Ronald. I, I, I don't actually feel that bad, but I, I do feel bad that there are so many people watching and that you cried because it wasn't a good look for you. God, that could have gone viral if someone YouTube that. Yeah, yeah. I feel it was a little pre that time, but wow, would it have. And everybody in the hallway cheering, Roxy, Roxy. It was like, really? Yeah, 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 straight up. Let me ask you this. Have you ever considered pro wrestling? Uh, As of right the second. You should. Is is right now me thinking about it, me considering it? Because sometimes that's how things are made. I think you know, but I co-booked a pro wrestling company for four years and ran that. If we're going to come back eventually, maybe I'll get you in. I told you, retard strength. How dare you? We'll call that the offense of Roxy Stryer. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. Times have changed. You're, um, you're mad at me? No, I'm not. Okay. I offend people every day. You know who would be? Who? Kevin and Maria, because for, for many reasons, number one, because they should be, but number two, they do all this work with the Special Olympics, and one time, yeah. I said something in front of them that maybe I shouldn't have, and Maria was like, listen to me. <laughs> Never again. I was like, oh God, okay. You're right. I, I, You know what? They're... Fascinating. I don't know them as well as you. Obviously, I've been around them a few times. Uh, they are they are an interesting pair, and I mean in a very good way. They really, really are. Yeah, they're two of the most generous, best human beings I've ever met, and yeah. it's probably because they're from Boston. <laughs> Allegedly, yeah. Um, all right. In, in the time we have remaining, we, yes. we can we could do this for two hours, but but there's no time limit on the knapsack files. But I, I, I want to get to love. I want to get to love. Ooh, I get to love. Not not details, not juicy details. Right. But but you mentioned I'm you never book. you never wanted marriage, kids, all that kind of stuff. And at twenty three, I get it. Um, but at twenty three, that's all I wanted. And then later on, I changed. Here's my thing. It's not that I am closed off to it, or that I am that I don't want it. It's that it's not what I ever wanted. I know that sounds like a weird distinction, but no, I get it. when I go to bed at night, mm-hmm. I don't dream of any of that. It might come, and yep. something might come change my mind. I, I'm at the, No, I totally understand, because I'm at that now. I never go to bed lonely. Um, I go to bed sad. Uh, I, I feel that's a different podcast. I feel I've let some things not work in my life that could have, but um, uh, marriage, kids is not what I want now. But if it happens, I understand that it would – I understand why it would happen. Right. Absolutely. Um, so, but at your age, I carried around a, na- a list of names of the kids I wanted to have. You did know? you? Yeah. So I was 
I was all in. And then I got, got my, my heart stepped on by my own fault in my 20s and it, it got kicked out. But so you kind of. You know, I'm a I'm a very loyal person and I have a incredibly difficult time dating people. Um, mm-hmm. it, I'm similar to what you just said. I'm either all in or I'm not. And right. I, I don't really do. I, I put my heart into everything that I do, so I, I don't really half-ass much. Gotcha. Um, and so I had a, a guy that I was dating in high school, mm-hmm. and when we went to college, we flew back and forth to each other. Oh, really? And then, oh, that was the reason you went back. And, and then we graduated, and we flew back and forth to each other once a month. I went to New York once a month. He came to L.A. once a month. Mm-hmm. And then uh, laying it all out there, mm-hmm. um, a um, two months ago, he called me and said, I can't do this anymore. Okay. And so that's what happened. I, so it was still going on. Yeah, it was still, you know, I we were not dating because we lived 3,000 miles away from each other. Gotcha. But I absolutely have so much love for him. Mm-hmm. But I get it. I get why. You, sure. Because he is somebody who's always dreamed of a white picket fence and somebody gotcha. who wants that life. And I'm a very hard person to match with because... For me, I can't think about any of that until my career is where I want it to be. And a lot of women aren't like that. A lot of people aren't like that. Uh, well, well, women, not to, not to attach a gender to it, but right. yeah. I mean, that's the, the status quo. You think uh, the women settle for that early. Not settle is not the word I choose to use. But yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a little abnormal. Right. Um, but I get it. Cause, but that's the danger is that you'll end up like me at 39 going, but I'm still waiting for my career. I'm still waiting to be to that comfortable space. But you know what? So be it. Because that's what I've always wanted. So honestly, gotcha. if if I do end up mm-hmm. at 39, 49, 59, 69, and I am by myself, mm-hmm. that's okay. And I am gotcha. somebody who's completely okay doing that. But that's not me saying that I think that's where I will end up. It's just I would be okay. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. You could be married in two years and you, you'd be fine with it. Right. Because it would have happened As long as I didn't naturally. have to give up. Anything in my career sure. to get there. Sure. No, that's um, what I mean. Yeah. If you're, it's not like certainly you're Susie Homemaker. Recently, not that though, that's a bad thing. It's just not, not, it's for, not, you. Exactly. not for you. Exactly. Recently, I have been, I decided I think that I would like to be dating. Like uh, going on dates. Oh, okay. So I Hold did. on. Let me get my phone. Are you on Hinge? <laughs> I'm not on Hinge, but I was just about to say to you. So I got on a, so I, um, what was mm-hmm. it called? A dating app. Okay. I got on Tinder? one. You on no, Tinder? No. Uh, I'll tell you. What are you on? A year and a half ago, I went on Tinder for one week. Yeah, it's and scary. I got into a fight with every single person I talked to. What's wrong with you? Really, something's wrong with me. You've I been was punching like, boys in the gut since they're sixth grade. I was texting people like, "Do your mother know you treat women like this?" Well, it's it's also different for women, obviously, because men are scum. And and oh yeah, and, and Tinder's not a good one. And if I I think on Tinder I've matched. Um, one person oh missed call from roxy stryer i didn't even know you called me um i'm always calling you and you're always rejecting me it's the first call i've ever got from you on that phone um new phone (laughs) (laughs) yes actually is um yeah tinder yeah no you i I feel for women i really do men are horrible when it comes to yeah i i don't think i'm an app girl i i completely respect and appreciate my brother and his girlfriend that are so so hopelessly in love they met on an app no i i know people who have gotten married from eHarmony. right i know people that have met online and whether it's app or just social media sites i i it's it's the way of it 
it, it's it's just the way we are. I'm on hinge right now, xing people out. Um, what do you mean xing? Is it like slide left, slide right, like, like Tinder? Hinge is attached, it, it, but it's through your connections on Facebook. It's a weird, oh right, right. So it's weird. You know the people. Do you feel better sleeping with somebody if you know somebody they know? I guess you think <laughs> you know they're real versus Tinder. Half of them are bots, oh, you know, or mm. born girls. Or Some something. of the things on Tinder that pop up are not even pictures of people. So right, just anatomy parts. Anyways, I, okay. okay. So how do you approach? How does a young, sophisticated, smart, Ooh. bar stealing, glass stealing fighter like you approach dating in LA? It's interesting because a year ago when I was still just really involved with him and and we were seeing other people but i uh, emotionally i wasn't there i was getting i'm not trying to sound full of myself i was getting asked on dates everywhere i went sure just because i think i had that confidence to me like i don't care about this at the grocery store i got asked on a date while playing ping pong like random places by the way nothing sexier than ping pong i'm I'm an you say you said that jokingly but i'm an outrageously talented ping pong i didn't say that jokingly you're, you're I mean, are you Ben Affleck, and yeah. is that what's going on? Yeah, I'm Batman. How do you pl- you play ping pong like the the no. Chinese? Yes, yes, yes. I have that grip. No, I, I the, do the backwards grip. Yes, I do. I have that grip. My dad. It's good for other things. Oh my god, I talk about him way too much. My dad was all state ping pong. <laughs> okay, seriously, I want to interview your dad. So growing up, we had a ping pong table in my living room, and so we would play every day. I'd come home, and I that's the grip that I had, and he taught me and whatever. So I can kick some serious butt playing ping pong. It's a good party. But anyway, okay. so I was getting asked out all the time. And then That's now... Right. That kind of turns me on. The ping pong? You want to beat me at ping pong? I want to crush you okay. in ping pong. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Now, uh, I, maybe I have to put myself out there more. I just don't have the... Like you said, I'm really busy, but I think that's a weird excuse because... A it's, lot of people who are I busy. Don't, I don't think it's a weird excuse for 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 souls like ours who that's not we're not looking for the white picket fence again or not not against it but it's just not on our mind. Um, when I'm here, I mean it's a Friday night right now. I'm right. surprised you were available. It's a Friday night. I was like, oh, she's not going to be available. It's Friday night. She's probably out with her friends. No, but, for the first time, you asked me more than a day in advance to come in, and I said yes. I'll put that in my calendar, and I showed up on time because that's who I am. Stop talking, ping pong girl. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like the last few Friday nights, I've been home alone working. Last night, I, re- I recorded three podcasts till one in the, one in the morning. Because you're on the grind, right? I'm grind. I'm, it is. It's the grind. It's the day of the grind. Like I, I, I say now, I kind of say with confidence. I used to say with kind of embarrassment, but like on my days off from my day job, I work harder than all my employees. Absolutely. On my days off, and the days that you actually aren't doing any work, ten times out of ten. You're going to want to hang out with your friends that you haven't seen because you have been working so hard. And I have to schedule friend lunches. Oh, my God. And I'm booked through July. Starting starting this year, it's the first time in my life where I have to – if I want to get drinks with my friends Mm – in two and a half weeks on a Wednesday at 9.30 yep. Yep. until 11, we yep. can get three drinks. Absolutely. Like, that is Give what it's like. Give me your hand again. Seriously. Let's get married. Um, I'm telling you, the one knee thing, I'm still a sucker for that. Get on your knee. Um, <laughs> no, I'm no, and I feel like an a-hole. I know. And if there's some of those friends out there who are listening, uh, I have some old friends who, who listen to the show and everything. It's, it's not me being a above you or distant or everything it's just realistic i have people hey you want to grab lunch tomorrow uh how's july 14th right right by the way july 13th is my birthday so that was really close oh okay so keep that free i'll take you out for some tea let's go over some tea links some birthday tea link and karaoke i'll watch you um but (laughs) good i can perform the heck out of it yeah um probably some journey right some good old no aerosmith 
Uh, I don't want anyone to be Makuga. That hairy beast. I love you, Joshy. One's enough. Um, so I, I totally know where I know I know where you're getting. So so that so to say, putting yourself out there to me when I hear that because some people have told me that over the last 15 years of my life, I'm like, ah, oh, but that means I got to stop working on that one night. Right. That's a night I've got to sacrifice. So th- that's my thing. It's like I don't really want to do. That's what one the day the app that I'm on. It you, you get one. What's the name of this day. app? It's, it's not called, Tinder and not no, Hinge. No, it's called. It's so stupid. I th- I really don't like it. It's called Coffee Meets Bagel. All my that? friends in New York are on it. I think oh, it's kind of bigger it. over there. I, I, it's not coffee, working out for coffee me. Coffee meets bagel. Coffee meets bagel. That's not even a real thing. That's what it's called. I think what some, it's called. But I'm going to look that up in the app store right so now. So here's the deal, though. Live on air. Yeah, I swear. Keep talking. You get one a day, one match a day. So that's why it takes none of my time because every day I get one person. I typed C-O-F. F and, and coffee pasta. meets bagels, the first thing. You think I was lying to you? I told you I'm a very honest person. Roxy, I never think you would lie. I never would. Uh, but, you know, I was, I've was i been on it now for a, a month and a half. And how's it working and for you? every guy that I match with says, can Same. I have your phone number? And I say, no. Why would I give you my phone number? I, to me, that's the strangest concept. And so now I know. It, it is. Yeah. It works, though. For I've seen it work in person recently. I, I am... Um, uh, recently, one hundred percent single. It's a bit of a, a sad situation, but but it's 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 going on. And so I'm on um, I'm on Hinge. My friend Megan told me to get on Hinge because it's yeah, you know, it's connected to Facebook. You know they're real. Nobody's so, catfishing you. So if uh, you go on, I'm going to do it right now. Um, I just was doing it a second ago, so I'm not going to have a batch. But you'll get a batch of people. Okay. This isn't a video. What's a batch mean? Like a group. This a group isn't of a video podcast, but. On the left part of the screen here, you get like a bunch of dots, and if, if they're gray, you get a bunch of people, and they'll show up here in their profiles. Okay. And you can kind of manage your profiles and put your pictures up and everything. Sometimes, like in the morning, I'll check it. There'll be like 20. And Wait, how does somebody get in your batch? They liked you or something? No, no. It's just like, hey, here's tw- – it's not like t- – Tinder's based on like geography related to you right. or if they're active on the profile. This just like shows it. And and um, I, I – uh, there's there's a thing that comes up on the top, and this is this is my point of this. I'm not just rambling on some stupid podcast. I here. You. My point is sometimes you'll get twenty on the side or ten or sometimes even three. And a little thing comes up on the top and says, Someone in this batch has already liked you. Oh yeah, that does it it does it on that this app too. When that happens, I literally throw my phone down and go, Oh God. Yeah, because you don't want, even want it. And I I play the game where I try to like a walking through a minefield, I try not to step on the one that likes me. And I analyze each profile. I spend time. Because the two of us both were very, like, right. I, we're out to get ourselves. I've been late to work because I've been in bed going, I think this one might. And I'll press and I'll press the, the X, like, oh, that one's safe. And then sometimes I'll press a like. I, I make sure I, I could easily just press all the X's and get right. out of, get out of the minefield. But I'll be like, all right, all right, this one looks – I'll press the heart button, uh, close my eyes, and gunk. I can't do it. <sighs> she doesn't like me. So far, I've been 100%. I haven't matched. And if they like you, you can't like them. I'm the exact same way. But this is what I Instagrammed the other day. This is what it says, and this ties it all up for me. It says, your Tinder date didn't go well? That's so weird. You'd think someone using GPS technology to fuck strangers would be 100% balanced, which is like <laughs> – Someone sent you that? No, I, oh. I Instagrammed oh, it. Oh, I didn't see it's that. It's on the Let Instagram. Oh, wow. You're dirty. You use dirty words. Oh, I'm sorry. That's fine. Are you mad at me? My mom probably won't like you. I won't be able to take you home to her when we Can get I married. Can I tell you what? What's that? If your mother didn't like me, I would be devastated. 
Devastated. I, th- I think in the end, as long as you don't wor- use those dirty words, my mom would love you. No, I don't. I didn't. I will never use them at her, and I didn't even use, yeah. mean to use them for her ears. I'm, I'm just, it's all right. No, I would be devastated. It's all right. I, I wouldn't be she's able a, to live with she's myself. She's a good woman. She's kind of upset that I drink. But she eventually turned to margaritas. It happens. It was the greatest thing. My mom in her 60s was like, I'm trying a margarita. It's like, great, mom. Light on the tequila? Well, no, no, no. No, no, she maybe finished. My dad and her would share it. Salt around the rim? No salt. Mm. Definitely my mom does not want salt around the rim. I will never salt your rim. I... <laughs> I'm gonna, there's a lot of drops I'm going to get out of this. I'm going to use as blackmail to you. Anyways, I feel a little bit kind of digress, and I apologize to my audience, but I think it was also kind of fun because I'm, fa- <laughs> I'm fascinated. Again, I, I'm older than you, but I, I, I'm definitely in a different generation, but... Um, I know I'm still young, but but I look at your younger generation. I'm fascinated by what do you want because this this world is big and wide open for right. you guys. So it's a do-it-yourself Hollywood. When I moved to Hollywood in 1998, I didn't have the option right. of shooting my own stuff because mm-hmm. that was a lot of money. Of course. Now I have my own camera. I have my own programs. I, I have Final Cut. I have whatever With I want. Periscope, right. you have a TV show, a TV studio in your phone. I know. It's unbelievable. It's insane. And so like – and back then, like my friend David Ficus and 1999 had a viral video uh, about an Anakin Skywalker audition, and um, it cost him money. That's how the technology was back there. It was so popular, he had to pay for the bandwidth on his website, and it cost him a lot of money. Where now that would make him a lot of money. Right. Um, So times have changed. So when I moved to town, and I sometimes – I've adjusted. Uh, I, I, I do podcasting like like a, a man on fire right now because I hated it for years because I was in radio and I don't podcast. Now I've, I'm playing Very catch fancy. up. Well, I'm playing catch up, yep. and I wish I didn't. I wish in 2004 I started recording my own damn show in my room because I'd be a lot farther than, than I than I am now in that room. But I'm trying to play. I'm trying to play catch up. I'm a little bit of an old man in this new technology. You've uh, got to stop saying that. I don't mean that in self-loathing. And I know it's surprising because out there people in the audience will be like, oh, Ken, self-loathing again. I mean that factually to a degree. It doesn't mean I can't be on the internet and can't make myself uh, something on the internet. But it's just – it's different because it's all you young people I doing it. I absolutely hear what you're saying. But to clump me in with the you young people when I'm, I'm constantly watching people – Get off my lawn, Roxy. No, I'm serious. I'm constantly watching people who are 13 that are – have – Five million followers. My friend Jack Conway, when he worked for Machinima, wrote like a $1,500 check to a kid in Minnesota every week who did videos on his toilet. Right. Absolutely. And I couldn't pay my car payment. I have, you know, Every single week, I have to call my little sister because people will write to me on any of the social medias and say something, and I won't understand the words they're saying because I'm not hip enough. So oh, I'll call man. my little sister. I'm saying – You are so not on fleek. I'm not – that was one of the hardest ones because – still don't quite if it doesn't, it. If it doesn't have to do with your eyebrows, I don't know how to use it. But I called my sister, and I said to her, what – what does it mean to ship somebody? Do you have you heard about the shipping? What does it mean to ship? I so, just learned by Felicia, and I'm like ten years behind on that. Oh, oh, I I learned that one on um one of the, uh, the reality shows. Bye, Felicia. That someone like, just said it to one of my employees. Friday. Yeah, it's from Friday. Yeah. So no, honestly, shipping was this weirdest concept. When you watch a TV show, if you want two of the characters to be together, you ship them like a relationship. Oh wow! And then you can jump ship. Your ship can sail. Oh, I've jumped ship. Yeah, your your ship sinks. Whatever it is, 
So I was, I call her. I'm like, and by the way, my my sister, my she bless her, yes, she's my 18 year old sister. She goes to okay. Indiana. She is number one. It's very nerve wracking. She's the actual best looking human being I've ever seen in my entire life. She's gorgeous. Really gorgeous with the bright blue eyes. Her name is Sky, so it's ridiculous. Sky Stryer. Yep, Sky Stryer. It's Dear it's God. ridiculous and a heart of gold because sure. of everything everything I've gone through, she's gone through. But just sure. she's five years younger than me, so gotcha. she's a princess, like amazing per- person. Mm-hmm. But I call her all the time. She's so hip and cool, and I say things, and she's like, "Oh, you're so old." <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! I, I don't know any of this. Ancient. Yeah, I know none of the words. So people, I, I love it because I do a lot of CW shows. I cover yeah, yeah. them. I don't know what half the stuff's going on that they're saying. I don't get it. So I yeah. call her. I'm like, what's this? She's like, oh my god, honey, you poor thing, trying to keep up. I'm like, oh god. It believe me, it is. I I manage. Like I said, I manage about forty employees, and I'd say. All but the cops I manage. I, I manage twelve police officers, but but the rest are like twenty three and under. And there's my supervisors are twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight. But most of the kids are like twenty. I just feel so ancient. I feel so old. I think that no matter how old you are in Hollywood, you're always going to feel old because there's always somebody younger yeah. than you. Like yeah. it's just what it is. But at the same time, then I go home and visit my parents, and and they've adjusted. My they have they have iPhones, and it took them years, a couple years to get smartphones. The text. And all the text. They didn't want to text for years, and I'm all. Gonna that send kind your of mom stuff. a text apologizing later. Uh, you should. You I'm should. really a good human being. Yeah. I, I love your son. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'll vouch for you. Okay. I'll vouch for you. I'll make him cut back on his whiskey intake. You should she'd appreciate that. Um, I don't know. If yeah, but the but truth, uh, though. <laughs> I no, I, I need to stop. But I'm gonna have one more at least tonight. But um, no, I don't know what my point is. The point is, I'm old and ancient. Uh, the point is, uh, I, I yeah, I wanted to find out how you approach uh, dating, and I got an answer. You you look at apps and are confused. I'm confused by them, and so again, I'm, I'm an open person. If you, you are. if you meet me at the grocery store, ask me out. We'll see how it goes. How, <laughs> how does that? It's so foreign to me. So foreign to me. With the asking now out, I just asking. want to talk. Now we're not interviewing you. Okay, now we're great. talking. All right. Now we're talking. It's so foreign to me. I am not I that. I have to put on a different hat. Hold on. No. I'm, no, no. I'm putting on my just talking hat. That was my that was my interview hat. Now my just talking. Just All right. Talking. Yeah. It's there. Mm-hmm. Like I am fascinated. You're in a grocery store. All right. And a guy and my my good friend, you know, my roommate is like that. He's. He, I'm like, where'd you meet this girl? In the at my chiropractor's office. Oh, would she work there? No, nah, she was in the parking lot. Right, and I don't. I'm not like that. Um, and not not saying that he's wrong or I'm right. I'm just saying I'm. I can't. So you're in a grocery store. You're what? Are you dressed down? Sweatpants? Yeah, always, always sweatpants, hair in a bun, hair in a bun, no makeup. And you got long, luxurious smell hair. Like crap. Yeah, long day at work. Or, yeah, we're about to start a long day at work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some guy comes up to you. How does how does, does he just dive right in? I was watching you in the frozen fruit foods aisle, and I'd like to take you out on a date. Some people are incredibly ballsy, mm-hmm. and. That's good for the world. So yeah. I, I'm not saying that it's a, it the best approach. Lot. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. It works better than not ever asking somebody out, but it doesn't work as well maybe as being more coy yeah. sometimes. But, um, yeah, people will come up to me. Some of them come up to me and say, you are beautiful. What are you doing on Friday? <laughs> and it's like, what? But other people will come up to me and say like, Oh, I love that brand of pasta. Is that what you're getting? Oh, wh- what's going on in your life? Like, try to start a conversation really? somewhat organically. I don't know which one's exactly. I don't know which is better. Yeah. Um, it's hard. It. I. 
I'm glad that I've never gone up to somebody and done that. But like, right. you know, uh, something weird. Like I remember when I was younger, people asked me out way more often because, like I said, I was younger. Uh, You're still young kid. W- no, but when I was younger, when mm-hmm. I was 18, 16, I was way better looking, way more fun, just like this come on, kick butt girl. Mm-hmm. And people would just write down their number and hand it to me. All the time. One of my best friends, he lives in Texas now, and and one of my best friends, he worked at a bank for a while. And he, for a couple years, was with this beautiful Asian model, writer, director as well. And and he was a good-looking dude, but it was almost for him out of his league. And it it happened because he was at a bank, and she was just, as a customer, getting a loan. And he was counting about some money to her or something, and he was like, 100, 200, here's my business card, my number, 300, 400. And they lived together for two years. And I I can't comprehend. It takes 12 years for me to be like, hey, you want to get coffee? I just tweeted that the other day. That's a fact. Like, I don't do that stuff. I'm fascinated. So I'm fascinated from your perspective in a grocery store. Boy at Cheesecake Factory. Boy at, cheese- Boy at Cheesecake Factory yeah. came up to me. I'm so sorry. I My phone died. I really need to reach somebody. Would you mind if I used your phone? To this day, that's uh-huh. when I was, I, I must have been 16, 17 years old. To this day, he is. he took my phone. He didn't need to reach anybody. Mm-hmm. He simply wanted to add his number to my phone. And here it is. Still there. It's still there. And it's under Nick Sexy. Was he sexy? That's what he put himself under in my phone. Oh, he put that. He didn't have, he didn't want to use my phone to okay. call anybody. He took it, put his number in as Nick Sexy, gave me back my phone a minute later and said, by the way, I'm Nick Sexy. Took me about three months to know what that meant. Finally, one day I was like, huh. <laughs> Did you ever text Nick, Nick Sexy? Three months later. Yeah. Texted him saying, just understood what this meant. I'm, I'm not trying to put him on blast, so... I'm sorry, Nick Sexy, if you're listening to this. If you're listening, Nick Sexy, you have a lot of balls. The response I got back was a picture. Of his balls. It was a picture. It was a picture. It was a picture. I don't understand. All right, can I go on a rant for a second? Go on a rant. It's not going to make your mom like me any better. If my mom's listening, she's probably jumped off at this point. But go on this rant about what I think you're going to go on. I don't and will never understand unsolicited... Mm -hmm. Pictures mm-hmm. of your body parts. We're Un- not talking fingers. Unsolicited. Right. What is the deal with me picking up my phone and having pictures of guys that I've never ever slept with? Penises. What is that play? It's the weirdest thing. And I'm telling you, it hasn't happened to me once, twice, three times, dozen times. No. I will just be at work. I'll open my phone. I'll have a text from somebody that I'm talking to, haven't slept with, and all of a sudden, their junk is on my phone. I sent that by accident, Roxy. What are you thinking? <laughs> uh, number one, whatever you're sending to me is obviously it's somewhat premeditated. I'm sure you've sent yeah. it to 50 other people. It's weird. And also, girls don't get off to that the same way guys. Do in the sense correct, that correct women are not women are not visual as much as men. Not that you aren't, but right. you're not are not as much as men. It's yeah. the weirdest thing. Don't do that. Don't right. do that. Don't send me pictures. Send send me a, a nice text message saying thinking about you. Is that what you want? Or or send me something sexy, wordy, something. But don't send me a picture that I didn't Absol- ask for. Absolutely. No, I. It's it, and a guy like me was very self, very aware, and have been for years. Now there's kind of this movement um, with the help of social media, where you, you kind of women are taking taking a stand, and men stop catcalling us, and all that kind of stuff. I agree with it because I never did that. 
whether or not it could you could factor into my lack of success with women over the last 20 years to that but i don't comprehend that i'd never be in a grocery store and be like hey uh, you like that pasta yeah well, how about i cook it for you at my place friday night well the personality trait that you just talked about of mine mm. earlier that's when i come out and say to them does that ever work let me oh, just yeah. ask you a question. Has that line ever worked on anybody? Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure no woman has ever responded to that. And if they have, they've been a, a self-loathing person that you wouldn't want to sleep with. So let me just uh, give you a little bit of advice here. And then I right. turn it into a bit of a therapy session. Oh, that's good. Um, In the middle of Gelson's. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, more of a Whole Foods girl I mean, these days. But. Yeah, more power to those guys in some weird way. But the, the, dick, the dick pic guys, I just think, are an abomination. It's a weird thing that's happened with... In the last few years, because of what iPhones and et cetera have done to the world, it's an abomination. We, it, it really is. We don't want that. We yeah. don't want that. I, I don't mean to generalize, but I'm going to speak for women across the world. No, I think I'm just gonna. I think in general, to a 99% degree, the women of the world don't want unsolicited dick pics. Right. If you if you want one, you will ask for it, and if you don't, <laughs> then you probably don't want one. Right. And so we're, that's how we're I feel about over-pronouncing pron- the syllables of that word, want one, <laughs> for a reason to emphasize the fact. So I'm glad you let me go on that rant because I, I, a lot of the platforms that I appear on don't necessarily, you know, like when I'm talking about DC, I don't really feel like it would fit there. Um, right. I love you on DC uh, movie news. Here's my dick pic. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So now I'm, I'm glad that anybody who is wondering if I wanted to receive that now knows. Right. Because and the quality. Also does that show with no pants on, right? Yeah, all the time. All the time. Um, yeah, and actually, there's a little girl under the table while he has. I'm going. That's disturbing. You should. You need more whiskey. He's been out of town for the last couple of weeks. I really miss him. I love Johnny. Yeah, he's I love the Gertler best. too. I, I, love, love, I don't know Gertler as well as I know Johnny. But he, I love they're both Johnny. amazing. I really, really landed two incredibly talented, attractive nice gentlemen, ridiculously knowledgeable, so nice. Yeah, yeah, they're gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say something. What were you going to say? Um, I don't know if he – I have no idea what's going on with this. I forgot to text him about it. But Gertler, to our last um, – the last one we did, mm. he brought in a very attractive person to watch. Hmm. Of the say? female variety? Of the female variety. Mm. She said hello on air, so I know that he doesn't mind that she was there. Mm. I didn't know who she was, but mm. she was like a 12 Good for Gertler. Yeah. Who knows? Could have been in his freaking family. I have no idea. Sister. No idea. If that's the case, Gertler sent him my way. But but yeah, no, no. no. He's uh, I I think I said on the Schmoes after hour show. I got drunk and got angry. And I was like, why the hell are none of you married Gertler? <laughs> Such a good dude. And Laquasto yes. is equally uh, as great of a, a guy. So you're surrounded by those guys. So I they am. definitely don't send you dick pics. But your listeners, your fans, your YouTube comments, the YouTube comment sections are an abomination of hell. Except for the nice people. Schmoes, we're very lucky. We have generally nice people. Jedi. I generally have tremendously nice people who contribute to the show. It's it's just – and as, as a woman, you probably get the side I don't get. Well, let me ask you a question about that. This is a specific comment from this week. Okay. I tried to ask Gertler, but he wouldn't be honest with me. I need to know honestly what this means. Yeah. Somebody wrote on my last YouTube thing – this mm-hmm. was the comment. Mm-hmm. I really want to bench press Roxy. Because she looks like she would jiggle. <laughs> now, is that in relation? Like, are they wow. calling me flabby? <laughs> is, is that a, a fat reference? Wow. Are they talking about my boobs? Like, what would you? I, here's what I'm saying. Here's I'm going to analyze this because I haven't eaten a lot today and I have a, some red breast in me. Good, um, good. Uh, I would say two things. One, 
A little bit up top. A little bit. Some jiggle. It, clearly, you're not. You are in great shape for someone who probably doesn't hit the gym six days a week. You probably just naturally are just you're good. Um, I'm, I hit the gym twelve times a week. Okay. <laughs> Take credit for it. No, no. Uh, I'm I, a yogi though. Good, 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 good. So it's not that, but you've been blessed. Let's talk. Let's I'm be okay. honest. I'm Let's okay. be honest. You've been blessed. Not a twig, but I'm curvy. No, you, I'm, you, I'm fine. You're blessed. You're blessed. I don't look like I did in third grade, telling you wider than I was tall. Well, that's good. So it's a little. It's probably the jiggle is probably a reference to that. The bench press is that you're you're shorter, a uh, shorter girl. How tall are you? Five three. Five three. So that's what. And I'm going to use a very. This is a very uh, could be considered in these times an offensive term. Oh, good. Um, but I'm going to use it. Uh, it's it's what a lot of men might refer to as a spinner. You're you're tiny. What's a spinner? Oh, I'm not going to explain that to you on air. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Got, got it. it. Got it. Got um, it. Got it. So maybe that's what he meant. Oh. Maybe that's what he meant. Huh. Or he's just a lecherous fool and he meant something completely I know, different. But I read the comment right on air because I thought it was funny. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> and Gertler looked at me like. What are you doing? Have a sausage. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Wow. This. This. Anyway. This, no. This shows the, uh, the last twenty minutes have been part of the f- best twenty minutes. This hour and a half has been great, but the last twenty minutes have been some of my favorite. Is how long it's been? I haven't on even. On the files. Well, thank you for having. I hope you don't have to go anywhere quick. No, I'm uh, here with you. Great. Um, but uh, we've learned a lot about you. You, you think are... they're sick of me yet? I'm absolutely not. No, not you. Them. I don't care if don't you're care. sick of me. I'll stay care. here all night. I'll glue myself to see. I don't care about them. Um, you are a fascinating character, and, and I do that. I don't bring anyone on the show who I don't find fascinating, to be fair. But but uh, uh, I I I've I loved getting to know you. You really are one of the bright spots of my day when I show up. I apologize for the one day I was a dick and a jerk and suicidal. Um, you have to allow those days for me sometimes. It was not nearly as bad as the days where I received the dick pic. So I'll tell you. Yeah. It was good. It was still a highlight good. of my day just to see your face. Um, and I love your view on success. I love your work ethic. And for those listening, I always try to have some kind of lesson out of the Napsock Files. And, and that's that's a lesson for, for those out there is hard work is the only path to success. There's many different ways you can apply that work. And I know you're going to get to where you want to go. You're the absolute best. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, and I hope your dad's listening and that I hope your dad wants to come on my show one day and talk about how he ran for mayor and killed coyotes and helped discover Aerosmith and raised you. Yeah, yeah, he did do all of those things. And one of those things was the most important of them all. The coyotes? Killing coyotes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I absolutely concur. Roxy, where can they find you on the social medias? And do not send dick pics to these locations. Absolutely not. You guys can find me everywhere. That's Instagram, Twitter, Periscope, etc. At Roxy Stryer. Keeping it nice and simple. And you're on After Buzz all the time. You're on Popcorn Talk doing DC movie news. I am. I am. And whatever projects I'm ever working on, I post. So mm-hmm. just follow me on Twitter. And Absolutely. And, uh, of course, on Periscope, they can see you every five minutes. Um, you think I'm overdoing it a little? A little bit? No. I'm pushing it. You're better than you were. The first when, – look, when Periscope, no one knows – to. I talked to my friend Dan Farron, a previous guest on the show, and Dan is is older and uh, has a great view on the generations built behind him. He's like, we we don't know what – no one's figured out what to do with this technology quite yet. You still have the best Periscope that anybody's ever had. Which one's that? The one where you're talking to Darth Vader. Yeah, it was great. That was I'll, the I'll, best Periscope I've ever seen. I'll do another series of those. Um, 
Oh, there was a series. I only saw one. No, I'll do a series of them. Um, on on Vine, I had a series where I interviewed my uh, where my co-host of my talk show was my cow. Um, oven mitt um i like doing weird things um but no one knows what to do with the technology of periscope yet so we're all figuring it out so you taking the trash out and periscoping it, it it's new territory we don't know what to do it is a tv studio in your phone it's crazy okay but when i when i do things i think will be cool and i get a hundred people tuning in and then i take the trash out and i get two thousand people viewing it's crazy <laughs> i know i i get baffled by it i as know well. i totally i totally get it. so anyways follow roxy Stryer everywhere she is a dynamo she's one of my favorite people in town, fall in love with her dimples along with the rest of us. Uh, watch her on all those things. And uh, for me, you can, of course, follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, on Periscope, on Friendster, on MySpace, at Ken Knapsack. There's the Ken Knapsack fan page. I hate using that word, but please go to that. I no longer accept friend requests on Facebook unless I've humaned with you at some point in real life. Um, and the Knapsack Files is a Facebook page. Go to there. Uh, it's been a while since I've sat down and have a had a one-on-one interview. It was so great to be back in that. We got more coming up. Uh, I don't want to give the names, but some cool names coming too um, that uh, we got. Uh, I'm trying to line up, trying to get schedules uh, going. I don't know a lot of you have loved the other endeavors. I've got a lot of shows on the Knapsack Files podcast feed, including I'm Always Up with Alex Welsh, uh, Alicia Malone's Film School, Spotlight Star Wars, The Night is Dark with Tiffany Smith and Maude Garrett. Got a couple episodes left in that one for the Game of Thrones season. And uh, whatever I damn well please on this network, I thank you all for coming along on the journey. Uh, subscribe, like, uh, rate, and review on iTunes. Find us on Stitcher and Podomatic as well. So until next time, for Roxy Stryer, for her father, for the Coyotes, <laughs> and the Red Breast Whiskey, we will see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>